Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Not So Native Podcast. Let me introduce your host. My name is Rob Lamb. And I'm Aaron Bailey. Kick back and let us take you on a journey as we explore some of Arizona's most fascinating people, places, and things to do. Are you ready? Trying to get my tax documents together. Why so early? It's not the end of the year. Well, that's what my friends at MLR Professional Tax and Accounting said I should do. And they gave me this nice document holder to put them in to make it easier come tax time. Sounds like a big job. That's why I trust my friends at MLR Professional Tax and Accounting Service. Call them today, 623-505-7141 or MLRProTaxService.com. Welcome back to the Not So Native Podcast. We are still here in beautiful Cottonwood, Arizona. Sitting here with my lovely wife, Stephanie. Hello. And Aaron and his wife, Brandy had to head off to pick up their kids, so I'm sitting here with Roger Naylor, our tourist to the town, or tour guide, tour guide for I the town. He's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, he, he's been a fantastic yeah. guy to hang out with, I'll tell you that much. His new book is coming out on Arizona State Parks in October 15th, hopefully, yes. hopefully sooner, and you will definitely enjoy that. Catch the episode where, if you didn't already, where we talked to him about Dead Horse Ranch State Park, a local one. And we are sitting here at Verde Lees, L-E-A-F, L-E-A, apostrophe, L-E-A. L-E-A. Verde Lees. Market. Market. With the owner? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Bill, how long have you been? One of the questions that we ask everybody is native or not so? No. My wife was actually born and raised here. I moved here back in 1980, and I went to high school here, and I met my wife, and... We've been here since then. Where did you come from? Hermosillo, Mexico. Hermosillo. All right. Nice. Nice. Very nice. So, where was Missy born? Here. Oh, in Cottonwood? Yeah, in the hospital right there on Main Street. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What's the art gallery now? (laughs) That's as local as you can get. Yeah, that's as local as you can get. I didn't realize she was from Cottonwood. That is very local. Yeah. She's definitely a native, huh? Yes. Very nice. Uh, 17. Wow. That was, uh, was that a, just out of curiosity, was that a culture shock for you coming to Cottonwood or was it? I actually moved to Sedona. Oh. I was 17. I came in through a foreign exchange student. Uh huh. And the person I was staying with had a rest home for all their folks. Yeah. And on the corner they had a room. And there were two foreign exchange students. It was me and a, and a kid from Brazil. Oh, so talking about a culture shock. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yes. Yeah, wow. Yes, it was. That's interesting. That's interesting. So when did you decide that you should open up a market? Did you have a history of entrepreneurial behavior? Or what, what is the impetus for this place? I, I worked for Safeway okay. for 13 years. And my wife worked here for seven Okay. So when I left Safeway after 15 years, I cashed it all and we put it on this thing. Wow. Was, wow. It, was it Sosa's Deli? Was that it was called Sosa's, Sosa's Deli. Deli. Where did you market in Sosa's Deli? Oh. 
So I took the Sosa's Deli name out, because that was his last name, and I kept the Bernie name Market, Deli and Brill. So does the LEA stand for something? Yes, yeah, it actually stands for Meadow. Meadow? Green Meadow. This place, back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, used to be a dairy depot. And if you see the oh, yeah, I saw bottles out there, the plant was in Rimrock, and the dairy depot was this building for the Cottonwood area. Oh. So this was full of, like, refrigerators? Actually, or? it was just the back end right there. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was a... Uh, <clears throat> it was a drive-in store, not a drive-through. It was a drive-in. You can actually pull in, pick up your milk, put reverse, and, and get out. And get out. Isn't All right. That neat? So they loaded it up for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did they load it up for you. Yeah, the picture of it is right over there too. Oh, well, I have to take a picture of that. Yeah, sure. it's. It was kind of funny. Yeah, that's a big history of. The way the milk used to be here, you know, used to come out. The biggest claim to fame for this little store is uh, when the movie Stay Away Joe was being filmed with Elvis. 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 Stay Away Joe? Yeah, no, with Elvis. Stay Away Joe. Oh, yeah. Stay Away yeah. Joe. Okay. It was from Elvis, yeah. He used to come here and buy ice cream for the kids. No. Uh -uh, really? <laughs> That's the claim to fame. <laughs> oh, don't be cruel. Don't be cruel. Oh, don't. <laughs> I don't see a no, no, I, I did not get that part. I did watch the movie, though. I did watch the movie. I did watch the movie Stay Away Joe. Oh, that's fun. Yes, I, I endure it. So this is a great place to come if you're on the road and you want a another unique experience. Because the wonderful part about this Cottonwood, Clarkdale, Jerome area, mainly this, this stretch of 260, because we're on right. Main Street. Right? Is this 89? This is 89A. This now. is 89A yeah. now. Main yeah. Street yeah. through Cottonwood. So Main Street through Cottonwood. Uh, there's a lot of unique places to eat, but this is definitely a locals only joint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not locals only, but this is where it, it you feel the vibe. If you sit here at Birdie Lee long enough, you'll see everyone in Cottonwood. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. Eventually, you know? yeah, they'll, they'll show up. They'll show up <laughs> here and stuff. But it, he's also being very modest about it being a local, you know, because it's he's got quite a reputation on Yelp and TripAdvisor oh, and well, all the social okay, cool. media. Wow. And, you know, I, I like to think that I played a small role in yes, a couple of my little articles and books and so forth. But uh, more and more people, I mean, I hear all the time, the people you know coming through and they make a point to stop here even though uh, old town is developing quite a reputation this is where people come to drink their wine and there's some really great restaurants there they're still stopping in here to grab yes. a burger to grab a hot dog to grab a torta to grab a sandwich you know because it's it's just such a welcoming comfortable little place i had the, i had the burger loaded with the fixings and fantastic Fantastic. Burger. I heard somebody had caramelos. Who had the caramelos? I did. Those are he, good too. He had caramelos. That's my number two seller. Number two seller. So the tortas is number one. The torta is number one. And what what makes that torta unique? Or why is it it's, a number one it's, seller? It's all the flavors. I a torta is, is a sandwich. Okay. So there's a thousand different ways to make it. Okay. I chose to make it with a telera bread, which is a softer bread has a hint of sweetness to it so okay. when you toast it 
and you put a thin layer of beans in the bottom. And then when you cook the carne asada with the raw onions, it's very juicy. Yeah. So when you put it on top of the bread, the bread doesn't get soggy. Well, because you draw some of the sugar out to create the, create the base. And, right. then and put I the put the beans on, on there, yeah. just a layer. And then we top it up with onions. Yeah. I mean, lettuce, tomato, mayo. It's like a, it's a all different flavors meeting in one bite. It makes me think I, I, I went for something the wrong way. Should have grabbed a torta instead That's of a okay. burger. Next time. Holy cow, I'm getting hungry. Next time. Now we know about this hidden Yes, yes, yes. And like, so will hopefully everybody else as if, well. If you go to TripAdvisor or Yelp, most of the comments are in the torta. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Google. Yeah. Well, he, he, Bill told me once that uh, the torta kind of kept things afloat when he was first starting trying out with the deli, expanding well, the deli. Yeah. It was that torta people kept coming back, mm -hmm. coming back for that, coming back, and that really uh, kind of helped build that reputation. And it helped I think me he expanded the menu from there. Through the 2008 when things oh, were very oh, slow, yeah. I was it kept afloat one torta away, one torta at a time. Wow. <laughs> there you go, man. Hey, sometimes that's it. You just yeah. gotta keep You're never one, one foot in front of the other. Yep. Let's keep marching on. So where do you get your um, food supply? A lot of different places. Yeah. yeah, I get some from Cisco. I get from uh, like my bread and stuff. I get it from a bakery down in Phoenix. Okay. Um, I, I go and handpick a lot of my stuff at Restaurant Depot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just my material has to be right. If I can sit here and eat it comfortably yeah. and be happy with it, then I'll pass it on to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We met with Eric, that does the, the Haunted Group. Oh yeah, great and, guy. And one of the things that he mentioned was food is art. Yes. And, uh, and I, I think the same way. Like yes. You have to pick your the, the right color of paint to the right color of this. And, you know, uh, it's also comfort. It's comfort, yeah. Yes, yeah. because if you, if, if you, when you eat it, it eases your soul and you feel, you feel better as you're taking bites out of it, uh -huh. then you're doing the right thing. Enjoy one bite at a time. Exactly. <laughs> and one thing that I love too is that food brings us together. Yes. Well, that's, this is very much a community gathering spot, and you know, it, 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 there just aren't enough of those around. You know, I mean, there are yeah. so many. You know, uh, even restaurants that I really like. It's this is a place where we go to eat. You know, that we, right. we go and we have our meal, and then we're done, we leave. And this is a place where you know sometimes you linger. You come and you, you sit, you have your meal, you sit and chat with someone. Right, or you, right. you you know you pick up a couple of uh, items before you leave or you stop in just to have a cold drink sometimes on a hot day. It's just, you know, it has that little, again, that sort of welcoming neighborhood feel that everybody in the neighborhood knows about, but it's easy to just kind of drive past on the uh, uh, road if you're not kind of on the lookout for it, if you're not sure, aware of sure. it and stuff. And, uh, again, I, I just like places that, that preserve the, these kind of traditions that, that help us to slow down and enjoy yeah. these little comforts of life and stuff. Like, so, like we were mentioning earlier, it's, it's not always about the destination. It's about how you get there. Hey there, podcast fans. Are you a native or not so native to Arizona? 
Looking for your first home? Wanting to upgrade, downsize, or relocate in Arizona? Need a trusted professional to help you sell? Call our friend Michelle Gallegos, a fourth-generation native Arizonan and a realtor with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Arizona Properties, 602-410-6887. Serving the real estate needs of both natives and not-so-natives alike, 602-410-6887. Michelle Gallegos. Welcome back to the Not So Native Podcast. I'm Rob Lamb. I'm Aaron Bailey. All the time, and I see kids, you know, running in and grabbing just two or three little things, and you know that's that's important to the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. that's Absolutely. important to the neighborhood. But then I also see, you know, people that come in and have their lunch here. They have dinner here. I'm always coming in and grabbing carry out to go. My, you know, uh, it's uh, so it's. It, I love what he's done. This is a really essential part of cotton. My my strongest days are like Monday through Friday, the working day. Oh, yeah. People. Sure. My lunches, sure. you know, my dinners, my grab and goes. I'm more like a local hangout sure. than anything sure. else. When I was a kid, growing up in military housing, there was always a, a mini mart in the community. Right. So it was a little base exchange as you go right. in and buy. Pretty much this stuff. They didn't have a, they have a kitchen, but they had everything else that you could want. Yeah, that's that's been my my strong point to yeah. hold on as a, as the business, because I can offer something that big markets don't offer. Right. You know right. what I mean? I mean, gum, candy, everybody offers that. Right. And, you know, and people can go anywhere for that. We were talking when we got here that this reminds us of the little places in the south that we've frequented. Yeah, he was saying. And, uh, There's so many of those places because if you're the only store within 25 miles, you kind of have to do a little bit of everything. And absolutely. that's what Bill does. Uh, just again, just for the convenience <clears throat> of the neighborhood, you know, for, for kids coming in to get their candy, their chips, or to buy some cereal, some canned goods, what have you, a little cool this beer. or that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, then it's here. Those are the kids, of course. That's a big, yes. that's a big seller. But then he's expanded on to, you know, he started out with a very small little deli, uh, a, a few sandwiches on the menu, and then has, it's just grown from there uh, to not only that he that he does so well, not just the sandwiches and the Mexican food, the tortas, his tortas are legendary. That's his what I sell a lot. His burgers are, you know, terrific. Uh, that's why it's one of the burger places featured in my book, Poops and Burgers, an Arizona handbook for hungry hiker. Because, you know, man, you come off the trail, you stop it here. It's a nice casual place. It, and it doesn't matter if you're, you're hot and sweaty. You pull up a chair and you have a great burger. So, yeah, it's, it's so it, it offers a little something for right. everybody. It's funny during lunch hour because I'll have some lawyers sitting there, landscapers sitting there, a couple doctors sitting there. I mean, it's like so diversified. There's a couple officers in there. Oh, they were here and the firefighters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the sheriff. So, Bill, when you started this this restaurant, did it cost a lot to buy the place? Uh, is there a lot of expense <laughs> in running this facility? I mean, there, a lot of people out there are entrepreneur wannabes, and they don't know, you know, things like that. It so, takes discipline. It takes discipline. Discipline. It takes discipline to to channel 
the sales as they come in to be able to keep everything standard. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? It's not, you really have to figure out a budget and, oh yeah, I have and a how, budget. To, how to do that? For hours, I have the budget. <clears throat> how many hours I can spend per week? How many, you know, how much, how much I'm going to spend per food? You know, all that stuff has to be budget, has to be disciplined for that. Even though sometimes I feel like buying something more, if it's not on the budget, you can't. Okay. That's where the discipline comes in. Right, right, right. <laughs> Self-control and yes. discipline. So let me ask you this question. You mentioned budget, uh, you mentioned uh, hours and things like that. When when the state changed the minimum wage law, minimum wage law, did that have a, a, a serious impact or an impact uh, made it harder? Yes. Like that? Yes. Yeah. What, what, what kind of impact was that for I you? I would say my labor probably went up about 30%. 30%. Wow. Well, and, and a lot of people don't realize this. Then, You know, it went from 825 to 1150. The guy who was with me for a year who was making 1150 at that moment because he's been working hard, now he's making the same thing as the new guy coming in. Right. So now for me to be able to keep this guy at 1150, I have to bump him a couple dollars an hour. Mm -hmm. So now he's making what the prep cook is making. And then you have to bump his social bump security. All of it. You have to bump what? And, and your portion of his social yeah. security. And, yeah. Work so, calm. You so know. People don't understand all that. It's a domino effect. Mm -hmm. It's not just all. Because I have people, you know, I have to adjust some of my prices. And people are like, well, you're adjusting it, but it's only $2. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> you know, and then I, why get why get on a, on a discussion with someone who's not going to be able to understand who doesn't have the way of living. Right. You know what I mean? A lot of people get their paycheck every Friday, which is great. Yeah. You know, and, and they spend some of it here. I'm sometimes I'm that's great. jealous because I, right. I don't have the <laughs> luxury. Yeah, knowing that you're going to get paid for going to work. Right. But, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just, Absolutely. it's just every day you got to juggle. Yeah. Did you go through a lot of hit or miss on like the I yes. Oh, yeah, that's a great try, question. Yeah. You know, try different yes. things or figure out where your uh, target audience I, I have gone, even though my menu looks enormous, I actually taken stuff out. When I when I bought the store, the gate, the gentleman's name was Bob Sosa, and he got a good reputation. So I had to come in, not change the menu, keep his prices, and gain the locals for at least three to four months. And after that, I start adding some of my items before I start taking right. some of his items out. So there's a slow assimilation. Right, it took me almost a year to to be able to move to say, it's 100% mine, yeah. well, all the recipes, all the That sounds like a smart prices. way to, to approach it. There's no other way. Yeah. Yeah. This place right here is, is, is a great, it's, I love it, but it's, is 95% local. Yeah. Okay. And sure. and people don't realize, but to keep your locals takes a lot of work. Sure. It takes a lot of work, a lot of a lot of effort. Uh, it's all rewarded very well. You know what I mean? It's, sure. It's, I love my locals. I mean, I I seen kids who were toddlers four <laughs> when they started, and then and then uh, now they're 20 and they have their own kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they're coming in. So it's a great 
is it great to grow with the community? Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but you have to be very careful how you treat locals. Because that's 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 my bread and butter. Right, right. That's the bulk of the business. Yeah, and people telling people is mainly and this gentleman right here helping me every time he puts a newspaper's, you know, article is great. Right. Brings right. me new people, but yeah. It's, it's yeah. awesome. When did you have breakfast? Because that that was your that was the latest thing I had. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, because you were lunch and dinner yeah. for a long time, and then breakfast has been more the, recent. The funny thing about the breakfast, I always had breakfast with the people who used to come over and ask for it. So wow. mainly everything you see there is stuff people were asking <laughs> for me to make. You built a menu around your... Around my customers. Yeah, around your locals. Yeah, you know, yeah, people yeah. were asking, I want this or I want... Like the breakfast torta, you know, somebody came over, hey, can you make me one with egg and bacon? I'm sure. So I put it there, the Willie's burrito is the same thing. We make our own homemade tortillas. I make burritos out of it. After a while, I was like, you know what? I might as well write it down so other people can see what I have. But the whole thing was developed around customers coming in and asking. So I've been serving breakfast since I opened, but it was never official till like maybe a year and a half ago. Wow, and you've owned this place for how long? 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just never. And I never, never, I never really thought about breakfast. Yeah. I used to just make it for the, for the customers who came in. Yeah, yeah. So I had a breakfast menu. It was like a ghost. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like uh, people just came over and you gotta know, order it. Yeah. Somebody. You have to, you have to know somebody. <laughs> You have to be a local to know what breakfast I had. Right, man. So right, I, one day I thought I was talking to my wife, and it's like, why don't we just write it down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why not? And you serve breakfast all the time, then? Uh, from 8 to 10.30, that's oh, okay. it. Yeah, eggs are hard to manage. Well, in, in, yeah, they're... To make my carne asada, I keep the flat top at a higher temperature, because when you hit that, when the meat hits, you wanted the outside to cook and the inside to stay yeah. juicy. Yeah. So try to cook an egg at the temperature. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that good. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. Uh, yeah, I'm not that good. You have to sear the carne asada. Yes. You have to sear yeah, yeah, the carne yeah, yeah. Are you still making the tortillas? Not at the moment oh, okay. because we have. Uh, I gotta get this phone call real quick. Excuse me. Sure, sure. Back. Say that so that Aaron knows where to add it. Okay. <laughs> We're back. We're back. We're back. After that brief commercial interlude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help yourself. Do you have a like an online presence besides TripAdvisor and Yelp? Yes. Do you have we, like a website? We don't have a website. Oh yeah? www.verdee.com. Verdee, V-E-R-D-E-L-E-A dot com. Yeah. All right. All right. And what's on there? A menu, little history about the fam, my family. Okay. Little history about this place, the building. Uh huh. Just not too so, complicated. Right, not too complicated. So you and your wife work in here? Yes, I, I my kids were here, but my daughter went to college. She was smart. Went to college, graduated, and got a real job. Somewhere where she didn't have to be dealing with this. Where did she go to school? U of A. Now she works for U of A. We'll pray for her. 
I love U of A. My my grandbabies get to wear U of A stuff. I like U of A. I like U of A by tuition. How's that? Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. And uh, my son, when I went to college, it was less expensive. Oh yeah, I bet. Twelve hundred bucks for twelve credit hours at ASU. ASU? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I went to NAU for for three years, and it was a lot cheaper. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So do you? Uh, so what did you do in the grocery business at Safeway? I was the second in command. Oh, oh you were number was, two? Yeah, I was the number two guy. I was the grocery manager, uh -huh. and the grocery manager normally is the assistant manager, right? But after a while, I talked back to my bosses too much. Uh, I, I didn't get fired, right. but I thought it was time for me to move on. Sure, sure. I, I didn't make a very good employee. Well, you know, if you start to think about things from a different perspective, from the truth be told that there's a difference between an entrepreneurial mindset and an employee mindset. Not that there's anything wrong with either way or one way is better than the other. It's just, just a way of thinking, you're, and it's a You're mindset. wired differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something got screwed up in there, so I don't know. <laughs> That's that, basically you know, right? it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so there, there's, a, there's a different mindset to that. Yes. I mean, Roger here, hitchhiking across Arizona in the 70s, you know, that that's a different mindset than, you know, to, to become a writer and want to be a writer at 13, this guy. It's a, it's a fascinating story. It is. And, and that, but that's the kind of stuff that builds character in here as well. Oh, and oh, it yeah. just means also that I'm a bum. I can't, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't find a real job. I have no, no marketable skills whatsoever. <laughs> so if this writing thing ever falls through, I'm screwed. If it ever takes off, you're going to be great. You'll see me out in front of the, the furniture store spinning the sign around because that's all I can do. Roger, you will never go hungry. I told you. Well, there you go. See, you will never, never go hungry. You as long as I'm here. As long as I'm here. That's awesome. Well, Bill, thank you very much for spending the time with us. Roger, Love it. As always, thank you for showing us this fantastic location. I like, I love my town, I love Cottonwood, I love to show off the, the places that, that people will, will find on their own, like Old Town, and I love to show off the places that people should find uh, if they're looking hard enough, and places like Bernie Lee Market. It's one of my favorite spots in Cottonwood, and, and Bill's one of my favorite people, and, and I always want people to, to come and see what, uh, what it means to preserve a little piece of heritage, to preserve a little tradition, to keep a community going. Right. Because this is the lifeblood of a community around here and stuff. But, uh, so I always like spreading those words. I, I think that what you got going here, Bill, is fantastic. Thank you. We were talking earlier off mic about how this reminds us of places in the South, you know, that we've frequented before. And, uh, and I those get that places, a lot. Those yeah. places are also integral, integral parts of that community as well. And, and they're community gathering. That's where you get to get. To, that's where you get the real news. I, I, I like the part where, where it brings a lot of people back to their childhood. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh my God, I used to have a store like this. I used to go and get candy. Yeah. I get that a lot. Of people, you know, is the feel they have, Definitely. of their stores when they were little, yep. before the big markets and. The, sure. 
I think that whenever. See, it stirs up memories in us, and you know, I worry about kids that don't grow up with this kind of stuff because you know, what kind of memories you're going to have from Circle K? Yeah. No, not, nothing against <laughs> Circle K or you know, or anything, right. but they're all everything has a place. Same. Yeah, everything has Just, a place. You know, I like the places that are unique. I like to discover the places that are one of a kind. That 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 define a community, and, and Berkeley Market is very much like that. This is better than listening to a record player. Or drinking from the garden hose. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But I like. I still do. <laughs> I go in the back and water my gifts to my dog, and then I go to the next. Reminding me of my childhood. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you again, Bill. You're for, welcome for spending that time with us. Thank Pleasure. you, Roger, for for showing us, and we will tell as many people as we can about your little little shop there. Thank so, you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here at the Not So Native Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our website, notsonativepodcast.com, and leave a comment or two. Also, follow us on social media to get the latest update on our adventures. Until next time. Until next time.